You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And uh, this is another episode of Discovering Multifamily. Um, and we have a special guest here with us, uh, Michael Brown. And uh, Michael has a pretty interesting story and a pretty interesting um, company. Uh, he's the founder and CEO at Red Fox Wealth, which is a boutique investment advisory firm. Um, and he's also the author of The Real Perspective, um, which is a number one Amazon best bestseller. Um, and it talks a lot about the secret investments that your typical financial advisor won't tell you about. So, and uh, one of those areas is commercial real estate, of course. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And uh, Mike found an interesting niche in this marketplace uh, that had a, a void and a hole and an area for disruption, which I think everybody will find interesting. So Mike, uh, Hope that did some sort of justice, but I'll let you take the floor from here. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate being on your show. Sure. Um, yeah, so about uh, I've been in the commercial real estate investment space, uh, finance space for about 15 years. Um, we created um, Red Fox Capital, which is a commercial real estate investment and development company. Uh, we work in all different asset classes uh, other than multifamily. We'll leave that to you, Anthony. Um, and uh, in that time period, you know, building, uh, you know, capital raises for individual investments and development projects, uh, we just started to tap out with our friends and family, which most guys do in their growth spurts, and um, took the natural path to go talk to other financial investment advisors, uh, registered investment advisors, and to introduce our investments to their clients. And uh, it was a great, you know, response. Uh, but they never seemed to perform. And it, it didn't take long for us to figure out there was a natural conflict of interest where if they sent uh, any of their clients to invest in any of our products, they would lose that on their fees and their commissions. Right. And I thought that was really a horrible situation to be in, um, you know, not letting their clients really look at other investments that would really um, increase their bottom line and reduce their risk profiles. So, um, I did the unthinkable and um, to deal with my, my partner to go into the Merrill Lynch program, become a financial advisor. So spent a few years uh, working with the big wirehouses and um, quickly found out that at Merrill, we weren't allowed to speak of any outside investments. We weren't allowed to speak of commercial real estate properties or anything along those lines. So um, we came back and said, let's, let's disrupt this industry. Let's create a wealth management company uh, under the same umbrella, let's let's reduce all the walls of conflict and provide the clients uh, the ultimate uh, investment portfolio. Uh, not only you know bringing in the traditional Wall Street products, uh, but also allowing private commercial real estate investments into the portfolio. And it's been great. We've been able to drive returns three to five times higher and reduce uh, uh, risk and uh, tax benefits and all the things that all your listeners know about that real estate can do for you. That's great. So how do you become, are you technically an independent advisory shop now? Do you have to, like you, you mentioned, um, one of your partners 
business certified financial advisor now. So how did you, is there a separate certification for that? Um, yeah. So I, I had to get series seven, series six. Series seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So we, uh, we have all of our securities licenses and are now current, uh, currently a registered investment advisor that's independent of any of the, uh, the big wire houses. Got it. So it's, it's independent. So you have now the ability to offer not only the traditional stock market investments or life insurance investments, but yes, real estate too. Okay. That's, that's excellent. Um, so when you, you basically offering the commercial real estate to your clients, Mm -hmm. you find it more often that they want to, they definitely want to diversify into this asset class more, more so than the stocks and bonds. Um, have you found a little bit more heavily concentrated now, given the light of, you know, coronavirus and how that's impacted? Um, we, we, we you know, did. Actually, I, had a, I had a client uh, last week ask me why he should be have anything invested in Wall Street products uh, when he sees the returns that the two of us can provide in private commercial space. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Um, depending on the person, it's everything's a suitability analysis on the particular client what they're looking for, what their goals are. Um, you know, it's, it's a step back and, you know, being 100% vested in real estate is most likely not a good idea for everybody. Um, so we'll take a step back. We'll do an analysis and show their asset uh, allocation. Um, typically, a traditional financial advisor uh, would say, Anthony, you're really well diversified. But what they don't get is you're really well diversified in Wall Street, and that's it. So we kind of step back and say, no, you need to be a true asset allocation. So we will look at it. We'll divide it up into three buckets, your Wall Street, your alternatives, and then your cash uh, guaranteed assets and figure out what the balancing is. And, you know, that depends on the client. So we'll rebalance them. And then once we have all that in place and find out what the goals are for the client, then and only then will we start putting particular investment opportunities in front of them that fit those goals. Got it. So if you guys are acting on the advisory side now, because um, it's very easy to invest in the public market, right? Anybody can do it. Right. Um, when you're talking about commercial real estate, it could be public for sure when you have the REITs, et cetera. So when, when you're talking about these private deals, how are you, I guess you've been in the industry for a long time. So how are you finding and vetting those deals? Are you, uh, do you have a network of operators that you like to work with? Like how does, how does that side well, primarily we are an operator, so under Red Fox Capital, so uh, right. we do our own deals. Um, but there's some deals that you know we, we can't feed enough deals. So for if anyone has multifamily uh, interests, we we would reach out to other operators in that asset class. Um, but other that we do industrial, retail, um, office is a little bit ugly right now, uh, and land spec development. So. Uh, anything that we can do in-house, um, you know, we will we will at least provide that to our our clients first um, mm -hmm. as an advantage of being our client number one, and then we work with operators across the country. Uh, you know, looking at the trends, looking at what the opportunities may be. Um, we have a current deal in uh, Idaho, so we will reach you know across the country if we see see a fit. Awesome, um, and so how how long have you guys been? you know, directing your clients to the commercial real estate side? Well, I've been in the commercial real estate, our investment company for 15 years. 
Right. Um, so we've been now pulling back the reins and, and, and integrating the Wall Street side for the past couple of years. And it, it's just been a, it's been a wonderful experience. And I think people are really understanding it. And in, in the book, The Real Perspective, I go into that. I mean, we talk about this, the history of Wall Street and show actual examples of taking uh, a Wall Street portfolio, integrating commercial real estate into their portfolio. And you can just look at the numbers, um, how it, it it can dramatically boost your portfolio. Sure. Okay, let's talk about the book a little bit more. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, we don't have to go chapter by chapter, but um, we know the general theme of it. Uh, could you give maybe an example of that? Maybe just the average um, individual that's been, you know, uh, they, maybe they work for a, a bank or, you know, whatever the case may be, and they have a 401k plan, they, they match it every year, et cetera. But, you know, and it's it's going into mutual funds or right. it's just going into the S&P 500 or the Dow. Um, do you have any examples that kind of maybe over, you know, because that's more long term over, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years that if you combine the commercial real estate with it, it still outperforms whatever they were investing in, even if, you know, there's um, right. uh, the matches involved and, and other incentives. I'd say the one trend we've seen, the higher one's net worth, the more invested they go into private real estate. Um, so typically we'll see a client with, say a $3 million net worth and below uh, to accredited status. Uh, typically they're 20, 25% vested in private real estate deals. As that goes up, we see, you know, it moves to 40, 50% vested in, in real estate deals. Um, and then we have some clients that are, they truly are hundred percent in real estate, um, and don't want to touch wall street. So like I said, once again, it's suitability. It's like what, what particular specific goals does that client have? But I'd say on the low end, you're looking at 25% are vested in commercial real estate deals. And on the high end is, is 50 for, yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. And they are outliers that are hundred percent, 90, hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's, that's great. Um, so, okay. So you guys, you come out with your own offerings and then you have, so what, what are, what are you seeing now? We're recording this in November where, you know, are your clients uh, concerned on where the market's going to go? Um, you know, and that's why they're di diversifying into commercial real estate more so than ever. Um, or, you know, are they, just bullish about everything. What, 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 where are you kind of guiding um, the conversations? And you talked about, you know, the asset classes that um, you guys specialize in outside of multifamily. What, what asset classes um, number one in your mind so far? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the clients, I mean, obviously I think most of our sophisticated clients understand taxes are going to go up. And, and the debt of the country is going up. So they're looking to divest. They know that's going to be impacted on Wall Street sooner or later, um, you know, depending on, you know, what happens with the election. Um, and, and there are a lot of things that could change over the next few weeks. So, um, you know, typically they're, they're not running, you know, scared to death that they're going to lose everything. Most of, our, most of our clients could afford to lose a dramatic hit in the S&P 500. Um, but we're pushing now into, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of opportunities in retail. Um, we're repositioning some smaller regional shopping centers. 
where we can provide an eight, a preferred return of eight, 9%, uh, then have a larger windfall return into the high teens, um, you know, up to maybe 18, 19% overall project internal rate of return. Um, and we're, we're just seeing those opportunities where what I like to call Amazon proof retail. So things that Amazon can't control, you know, your center with your nail salons and your dry cleaners, things that you have to go to. Um, we have a fund that we uh, just released this month uh, for a portfolio of uh, Dollar General stores, which are doing extremely well. Um, they perform exceptional through the COVID crisis and are little cash cows. So um, that's, that's a pretty successful move right now. Um, industrial is one of our favorite asset classes, but industrial has become so overpriced. We just can't seem to get the returns that we need. Uh, but we heavily watch that because we would, we'll jump back into industrial as soon as we have an opportunity. And then of course, office space, we all know where we're going with that. It, we were bearish on office space even before what's happened this year. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the office space um, uh, to be determined. I don't, I don't see it being robust anytime soon. So we've stayed out of that space for, for, all the, for all the reasons we're aware of. And even in land, I mean, land speculation, um, there are still opportunities for, for ground up development. Um, and we're always looking for, for those opportunities. Um, course you don't have the instant cash flow uh, a lot of clients want the dividend checks on a regular basis they want that income uh, development's going to be a little bit more patient money uh, we won't start seeing returns probably for a couple years uh, but overall the returns are higher because your risk profile is higher so you know it just depends on what like i said it depends on what the client's looking for right and so this is this will be released after the election. But yeah. do you do you find um, at least come building up to it, um, your clients are taking, and it depends upon how many projects you guys have right now in the pipeline. Uh, yeah. But taking the development risk right now, and 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 want to be um, wants to achieve those you know twenties plus IRRs. Right. Um, or do they want, most of them want that 8% preferred, you know, kind of coupon coming in every quarter um, at this state of the market? What, what have you seen? I'd say, I would say most want the 8% preferred return yeah. uh, with the upside. Um, you know, that's, it's, it's as guaranteed as you can say, you can be without saying guaranteed. We obviously can't say that, uh, but having, you know, asset backed uh, securities when we have, and we also don't leverage very high. We keep a leverage down low also. So it's a very safe corporate back. It's almost like what we call it. It's really basically a corporate corporate bond um, with better opportunities. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and and so, Mike, so how could people find your, your book? Obviously, I mentioned Amazon. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Great. yeah. Amazon is probably the easiest place to find it. Uh, just type in Mike Brown or The Real Perspective. It'll come right up. Um, should be no problem. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it myself. I'll have a link to Mike's uh, book, The Real Perspective, um, yeah. in the comments section on iTunes. So you can just click on that link right away. And feel free to reach out to, to Mike um, and his platform. And you know you can even reach out to me too. And yeah. I'll introduce you to Mike because um, he definitely has an interesting business model. And um, 
you know. Any, um, if you want to check us out, redfoxcapital.co uh, or redfoxwealth.com. Uh, any of your listeners, Anthony, that would like a asset uh, allocation analysis done, I'll do a complimentary uh, report for them um, because they're uh, loyal listeners to you. Awesome. Great, Mike. Well, thank you so much for coming on the All show. Right. I appreciate it. Okay, buddy. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you soon. Excellent.